Hello, friends. Welcome to Happy Sad Talk Thing. This is um, episode three now that we're doing, which is really cool because now it's becoming a part of my routine. It's becoming like a thing that I do on Saturdays uh, with my friends, which is really cool. Um, This episode is with Alex Rosenblum, who uh, I've known for a while, you know, and uh, we always talk and we always have interesting conversations and we're always like, oh, dude, we got to hang out. And um, this was just like a really (laughs) cool excuse to kind of like get to know him, you know, and just sort of like, uh, you know, pick his brain a little bit. And uh, so it's just, uh, it's been cool having this podcast, man. I've been really enjoying it. Um, Thank you for listening to it and for uh, taking some time to, you know, check it out. And um, especially really, really super million thank you to all the people that have reached out to me personally and said, uh, you know, that they dig it or to keep going. Um, So it's just really, (laughs) it's really nice, you know. Um, I, uh, it's just fun doing this, you know, and I walk around and I'm like, oh, I wonder what the intro is going to be about or something like that. And which is, uh, you know, as a songwriter, like I I walk around like with that, with those type of ideas for um, songs all the time, you know, like, oh, what if there was a chorus that was like, what on a baby? <laughs> that would be a horrible song but um you know and uh so it's just fun having this little different uh medium you know uh very different very different very uh very exposed in a lot of ways um you know but it's also like super low <laughs> like the bar is super low just because it's just me rambling and there's no like oh there's no thesis statement or uh i don't know um portrait that i'm trying to paint it's just sort of me like what do you think internet (laughs) so um yeah if you're listening i super appreciate it um it's definitely something that i've been getting way too in my head about um and just feeling uh very very self-conscious about um about this and just about who I am as a person (laughs) and my songwriting and uh yeah it's just you know when you start down that train of uh self-doubt it just everything goes (laughs) and um I recorded this intro a couple times during the week um and they were very just (laughs) they were just very dark (laughs) and um not that I you know, want to ignore the dark parts of myself or ignore the vulnerable parts of myself and try to pretend to you guys that I'm just like a very, you know, happy, jovial person all the time. And I'll only record this intro when I'm fucking feeling great about the world. (laughs) Um, I mean, to some degree, like, yeah, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm whining. I want to feel like I'm maybe contributing something good. Um, but at the same time, it's like, uh, it's also, you know, I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm not there all the time. I'm not there right now. I'm I'm in a pretty good mood right now, uh, which is cool. I played a show last night with uh, rock band uh, Dale. Um, they're like a pop punk, uh, cool, badass band. But they also have these like Beach Boys style uh, background vocals and all this cool musical, uh, awesome shit happening. But then it's just drenched in this like animal badass energy that's really cool um yeah and it was a show and like uh, a bunch of my friends were there and it was just like 
a great time. And I, I mean, I had literally spent the entire day in bed watching Wilfred <laughs> on Netflix, like reheating pot stickers. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, I just need, you need to do that sometimes, you know, and I'm the type of person that will, while I'm trying to rest, you know, be beating myself up for resting, you know, I'm like, oh, you fucking, you fucking piece of shit, how dare you, you know, take some time off, you should be reading a book or or reading some poetry or something or doing some push-ups or <laughs> painting or something, you know, um, and I was talking about this with my friend James last night, like, I hate how just uh, predictable my, like, the ways I relax are, <laughs> you know, like, I wish, um, I had, I was like, I just, you know, sometimes shit like Chipotle and Netflix, <laughs> they're amazing, you know, I, I wish I could be like, no, I really, you know, I'm into, uh, you know, a short Russian, not a short stories from, I can't even, <laughs> can't even fake it, you know, I'm just a basic bitch when it comes to, uh, you know, just, I don't know, I have all these books that I want to read, but there's something that's just so effortless about watching television. And I can't really talk about it romantically because it's just like, I know it's just bad, you know? <laughs> um, but it's great, and Wilfred's fucking great. And uh, so, I mean, check out that show. Um, but yeah, you know, I guess, um, you know, I put out an episode or two, and like I've been getting mostly like super sick responses from people. Um, but of course I latch on to the one or two things that people say where they either didn't understand it or were like, oh, that person swears too much. I, <laughs> and, um, I mean, yeah, I, I swear a lot. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, and I was feeling really bad about it for a while and, and, um, a lot of other things. Uh, but you know, I, there's just been a lot of really cool people and a lot of my friends that have like been uh like taken a second out of their day to 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 say not only to listen to this but to say hey keep it up like i enjoy this you know and that is really really fucking awesome um you know podcasts are not for everyone um and that's something that i'm trying to accept and that my personality is not <laughs> is not for everyone um, which, uh, as an insecure narcissist is a very hard pill to swallow sometimes. <laughs> and I definitely have, uh, an obsession with people liking me and people approving of me and people thinking that I'm cool, you know? So, uh, you know, <laughs> I of course have the same, uh, impossible expectations for myself with this podcast, you know? And I'm just like, oh, you know, people, this is, this is essentially just me, you know? <laughs> so if people don't like it, they don't like me. Um, which even, that well, that's not necessarily true, one thing, because podcasts just aren't for everyone. But also, like, yeah, fucking, I'm not for everybody. <laughs> and that is such an easy thing to say. And it's such a hard goddamn thing to live, you know? Because, like... Obviously, especially just fucking like be yourself. Like I just feel like uh I don't know, people growing up my age, like that's just you know 
everyone knows that intellectually, but to integrate that into your heart and to and to live like that is a totally separate thing. And uh, I don't know, it just happens on so many levels, and it's um, interesting for me because I feel like I've come f- f- a long way in that respect in trying to give less of a fuck about what people think um, and shit. But, like, uh, I still give so many fucks. <laughs> and so I guess this podcast is a, is a, is a good way for me to practice. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, making anything is weird. <laughs> um, so if you're listening to this, thanks a ton. And um, just to all the people who said what up during the week. And um, shouts out to Mark McCallion and Celeste Butler. <laughs> We were having a conversation and, and they were just talking about uh, this podcast and that they like it. So, hooray, you know, it's not for nobody, but it's also not for everybody. So, uh, if you're taking some time to listen to it, I worship you. You're great. Um, this is an interview I did with Alex Rosenblum. Um, he's a super cool guy who I'm pumped that I got the chance to uh, sit down and pick his brain because um, I've known him for a while and... Uh, it's just one of those people that you know that you get along with, but you just haven't <laughs> actually taken a second to sit down with them, you know? Um, and you, it just keeps, it never, uh, the opportunity never presents itself. So it's cool to have this podcast where I can just be like, hey, you know, secretly like, uh, do you want to be friends? But like disguise it. <laughs> and like, oh yeah, do you want to do my podcast? And it's like a very subtle secret way um, that I can get to uh, know people that I think are cool um, in a, in a subtle way. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, he plays a new song at the end also, um, all acoustic and stripped down. So, um, check that out. Uh, yeah. Enjoy this interview, friends. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad headphone are you is it getting quieter yes okay. yes is that, yes it, is that good I, th- I think that's good okay rocking <laughs> sweet <laughs> how you doing man i'm good i'm happy to be here here in the yeah seattle we're up here <laughs> looking out here on uh yeah and the uh, space needle not in this gray block shaped room no we're not in. we're not in here at all you know we have natural reverb in here really yeah, is that what these rooms wait. are designed for oh it's not in this room but they're there are rooms where, in here, if you speak, it'll just echo. Yeah. Are, th- are those ones with, like, the electric settings on the walls? Yeah. yeah. And they have mics, and then it just plays it back. You can have, like, stadium. You can have, I don't know. I've never really fucked with that. This is not podcast material. <laughs> None of this is. Welcome to my podcast. None of this. <laughs> my podcast is not podcast material at all. Maybe that's the point. I don't know. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> good thing. Yeah, I, you know, I just, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want to <laughs> describe my mission statement or anything like that. It's weird. Like, um, so what is your mission statement? What is my mission? <laughs> <laughs> um, just like, I don't know. I, I like. I'm a big fan of comedy podcasts of like the long form interview guys. Like we were talking about, like, yeah. uh, you know, 
like the Duncan Trussells and the Mark Marins and the Pete Holmeses. Yeah, all their clones too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just like you know I write songs like a lot of friends that write songs and do creative cool things and it's cool to speak speak from the heart. Not, yeah, not just sing from the heart. Sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you just can't you just can't get it all on on the page. Yeah, and there's there's something about. I don't know, conversation that I've always always been fascinated by. And like, I just, I've always wanted to have a podcast and like, I've always like talked about it at parties and stuff like that. Yeah. And just people, like finally my friend just <laughs> called me just out. Like, she was Dude, like, why do you keep saying yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> she was like, just fucking do it, you know? Um, and it's not, it's not like a big thing. You no. know what I'm saying? Um, no, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. It's, it's like, just like my Facebook friends, I think, that are listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows what it'll become or yeah. I don't know. So far just I've enjoyed doing it. It'll be it. cool to have Yeah. You'll look back and be exactly. like Exactly. Whoa, I was pretty cool as a twenty year old. <laughs> like I was like, I did that podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, or just oh God. <laughs> like that's what I was thinking about. What a pretentious <laughs> fucking dick I was in my twenties. Well, you're self aware at least. So yeah, you'll we'll be see. like, Well I knew. <laughs> I said I did say, so at least I have that. Yeah. Well I just try to cover my bases just in case you know just in case i'm an right. asshole that's kind of my entire right. personality well, is based on i don't think you are but then again i could be a, a Thanks, bigger man. asshole than <laughs> let's we're both not assholes we can okay. just proceed from this point sorry listeners not a- <laughs> sorry for misleading you there i think we both occupy like a similar archetype 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 <laughs> oh lord i'm so tired man i just the, do you want me no do you want me to interview you <laughs> I'll t- that's fine secretly yes but not actually like we can't overtly i can't overtly part say of my that. personality i'm just gonna be asking it might turn around on you you might get 20 minutes down a tangent you'll be like wait yeah. whose podcast is this <laughs> this is this is the first episode of the alex rosenbloom podcast thanks for being here this is a sad happy blabber cast thing <laughs> that's my trick i pretend i want people to come here and talk about themselves and then i just talk about myself <laughs> the whole ta- time see and that, that's great it's really not. That's it's really great. No, I like that. <laughs> Find well, out like, more about me next episode. <laughs> it's like, at the very least, like, I'll just have, like, cool conversations with my friends, like, recorded, you know? Totally. Um, but I put the first two out there now. I just put the first one up this morning, so I haven't, like, gotten, like, any right. feedback yet. But, like, even at the party we were at last night, like, uh, yeah, like I just talking to a couple of people, like, oh, I listen to your podcast. And, like, That's sweet. it was really interesting when you said this. And then, like, from that, I was having cool conversations right. based on like just putting And people this will be like, Hey, like I'd love to be on your podcast. Exactly. So. Yeah. And it's just an excuse to like get people in a room that I want yeah. to pick their brain. Like yourself. That's so true. And, like, that's like, awesome. Uh, I'd love to like, get capital, the music theory. Oh yeah. Teacher. Yeah. I would just, I've never had him. brain. Yeah. You took classical, right? I took classical. I took classical as well for a semester. Did you? And then I switched Last into semester? pop. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I wanted to actually talk to you about that. Oh, I'd I was, love to. I was curious, like what you, uh, so you're a songwriter, music guy. Have you? Did you have any classical training, like as? Um, you know, a I child? played. Um, what's that? That Bach piece, Prelude in C, pretty well. Mm. At like nine years old. Is that? You know that yeah. one. Um, so no, <laughs> that's my answer. But I sang. I sang in choir in high school. Um, Me too. Did a lot of choir. Did jazz, vocal jazz choir in eleventh and twelfth grade. Oh, sweet. So. And yeah, I mean, my classical training was very much choir, yeah, which isn't classical training yeah. by, <laughs> by any means, because I could barely even sight sing until yeah. I got to USC. Really? Yeah. Damn. And you're a perfect pitch man. Person. I do. Ha- yeah, I've relied heavily on my ear, mm. which I just got. I got better at 
reading and writing music yeah. at USC, which was awesome. That's rocking, man. But I still like to rely on my ear. So when did you decide that you didn't want to take the pop harmony classes and then you I, to take the classical ones? Freshman year, I took. I was in class with. I was in theory class with a bunch of po- classical kids. Yeah, and me too. They were very much like, oh, pop harmony. Like, sorry if you're listening, Evan Pensis. Like, love you, but this was probably you. Um, and I'll tell him to listen to this because right. I said that. But basically, I was just like, wait, I want to get the most out of this. Like, whoa. What the fuck was that? I don't know what that was. I'm sorry. That was my computer making oh, a weird noise. That's fine. Let me quit all this bullshit. That's totally cool. That sounded like a Facebook. It did sound like a Facebook. I think that was a Facebook. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, gross. I'm turning my Wi-Fi off. So unprofessional. Sweet. Damn, yeah. Well, okay, that was a flub, but we're back. <laughs> um, I, what was I saying? Um, you saying a guy was, you wanted to get the most out of. Yeah, I was like, oh, I want to learn that shit. Like, I want to know about Neapolitan. Yeah. And I yeah, want, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to learn blah, 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 whole tone scales and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, I just kind of did it because I was like, I want to get the most out of this place, nice. I guess. And, yeah. Sweet, man. So, so you took it for a semester. I took it for a semester. I had the same experience. Like, right. I, I, um, I just heard that the. I think I told. I think we talked about. Yeah, it, right? I think we talked. Maybe about it I wasn't the the instigator for that, but it was it, partially. Partially. I, I know that Mike. I just know that a, a couple of pop oh, kids had taken did, it. Did it too. Yeah. Yeah, and like, um, it was funny. Me and Ian and Nathan were all in the class together, and the. Uh, classical oh theory. really yeah and we all oh. did super well in the class and the teacher was like oh these pop kids <laughs> oh, look at them yeah i know that's partially why i wanted to take it i wanted to like break a stereotype to some degree yeah, yeah. like i feel like like i wore metallica shirts every day just because there's <laughs> some people that looked like who's your teacher krausus no it was uh i had rosé you had rosé yeah i had rosé yeah yeah he was he's really intense but, yeah like he was really passionate he's very passionate yeah and i the, really like the guy i like him too yeah. and like when i was kind of bummed not bummed but like I wanted to take the class because, I mean, like, singing in choir in high school and having, like, very small exposure to classical repertoire and stuff like that, like, definitely sparked my interest in it. Me too. And I was like, yo, like, I'm never going to have the chance to really, like, yeah. get, like, Nor will institutional I want to. insight into this. Yeah, you know? totally. And I just wanted to check it out. And um, the reason I'm in pop this semester is because, like, both, they were both, like, second semester, they were both kind of going atonal. And, like, I just heard that Capital's, like, a really cool guy. And like, yeah, I talked seems to him very about cool. his curriculum, and like, I've I've enjoyed like uh, his class because like that well, that classical class is really awesome. You kind of have to draw the parallel. Like, while it's great to just appreciate and like learn about the art form in its own right, it's mm-hmm. great. But like drawing it back to like as a creator, like what you want to do and for what you, I want to do is more popular music based. Yeah, totally. And so it's cool to have capital because he understands both sides of the fence. And can draw the parallels for you, and for studying yeah. piece of classical music, you can be like, "This is how the, it can inform what you do," as opposed to having totally. to kind of do that. And I think own. that was smart of you because the atonal class like changed my ear, it changed my outlook on music. But um, like one thing that like was interesting for me, like just being insecure, like growing up as a garage musician type person, like and getting to music school, like I'm being in the pop program, like I definitely felt like looked down on a little bit by maybe the other programs. And yeah. Like, Maybe not directly. Maybe a lot of that is just insecurity. And, yeah, but, it's uh, all in our head. Too, exactly. Certainly. But it, it is. And, I think it is a real thing. Totally. I think it used to be way more, way much more, much more of a real thing. Yeah. Before the pop program had been so. Yeah. Established like it Definitely. is today. And it's yeah, it's cool because like um, 
like especially seeing like like I have some classical friends that will come to pop shows and I'll try to go see yeah. you know their classical shows. I love like, a lot of those guys. Yeah, me too. Um, but one thing that was really interesting for me about being in the harmony and all skills classical classes was like seeing that like musicality isn't relative to genre and like just because they're they've grown up in the classical tradition they're not just like all better no <laughs> no know? no way and like they're they're better at certain things they're exposed certainly... to so many different things exactly too. yeah like they're certainly better at uh reading music than oh, i am yeah. and yeah. they're a lot quicker at that because that their tradition That's revolves around yeah. sheet music you know yeah. what i'm saying and most of what i do is ear based stuff you know and i really had only yeah. getting into reading music in the last couple of years taking classical theory for me really made me appreciate my musical skill set which i really yeah. didn't I didn't really, like, I was like, I always took it very much for granted. But I was like, oh, I'm coming from a very different place than these people are. Exactly. And, like, the fact that I can sit in this room and, like, take these tests and do as well as them. And yeah. they've probably practiced way more than I have. It was like, Not to say, like, I've worked hard, <laughs> but, like, yeah, it was, yeah. It was validating. It was validating just to have a reference for, like, where you fit. Because I feel like a lot of pop people, you're kind of on your own little path. Whereas maybe in, like, a classical world you're sort of like playing in ensembles and it because depends. there's an institution yeah. behind it there's like you're kind of in this community necessarily i think it's like i think it's kid pretty cutthroat though yeah from what i've heard classical kids are more prone to like you know competitiveness like, that guy sucks like, you know, <laughs> like especially like piano majors are just like it's like oh she sucked today <laughs> i'm so much better than her it's it's that because it's so hard yeah. to like actually get a gig that way and you have to be like yeah so good yeah and with with being a pop musician, like it's easier, like we we can be creative, and people are like, "Oh, that's cool." Like it's easier to be an individual. Yeah, totally. Have your own creative. Absolutely. Like, yeah. And I've noticed that, like, uh, just the vibes are just so different, you know. Yeah. Um, and like, uh, just because the the tradition of like symphony orchestra is like very strict, and it goes back like a couple of hundred years, and like, pop poppy music's more of a folk tradition, you know. It's more yeah. of an informal, uh, you know, people and even like garages. contemporary. Uh, classical music is like it's crazy and it's out there but it still adheres to a certain like you know that you have a conductor even if it's yeah. like aleatoric music where people are just like <laughs> playing random shit out of nowhere yeah. it's like there's still there's ordered so much yeah, yeah it's not like as much of a feel thing it's like yeah. everybody is following like a i don't know it's crazy <laughs> and it just the vibes are so different um like it's very uh intense like I just remember that theory class being so intense, yeah. And like when I switched to pop, like it's just so much more relaxed, yeah. And I I've, think that that's I'm just... jealous of you a little bit. Well, <laughs> it's just a. I mean, it's just a. You know, I, sounded, I, I'm yeah. bummed because I like they're looking at some really cool like John Cage stuff and like uh, yeah, Bartok and that's the thing though, that that stuff is out there. It's not going yeah. anywhere for sure. <laughs> exactly. You know, and it, it'd be cool to get and you like that's one thing that I've learned like coming to college is just like. Damn, there are too many things to like, many learn things. them all, you yeah. know, for my little You thought you knew everything ego. when you were 17. Exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you realize you don't know anything and that, like, yeah. it just takes so long like to learn Kendrick one thing. It's like that Kendrick song, Mama. What's that? I know everything. And he's like, goes off and says, like, he, know, he knows about everything. He's yeah. like, when I came home, I realized I knew nothing. And it's like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> and I, that song hit me hard. I'm like, yeah, Kendrick, like, I know nothing. <laughs> I know politics. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like we're uh, both just, you know, polite white guys that write songs, wear yeah. broken stucks, and walk around. <laughs> yeah, just walk around, <laughs> just looking at stuff. Yeah. You know that Seinfeld routine? What is Guys it? are just kind of looking at stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know it. But that sounds, <laughs> that sounds accurate. Walking around, looking. <laughs>
<laughs> How, how's everything going for you, man? It's good, man. It's yeah. been a, it's been a good year. Finally, getting my uh, live stuff together, yeah. getting my recording stuff together. Sweet man. USC has been a big transformation growth period for mm. me. Obviously, yeah, because you're kind of like at the end of the I'm at the journey end. a little bit. Yeah, you know, I'm at the end of the USC journey. What's that arc been like for you? It's like, hmm. I'd say sophomore year was like the worst time at USC for me, <laughs> just because it was like I I was having fun, but also was, I knew that I was just like I was working really hard for, for some things and other things like my own music I was not taking seriously, and I just mm. didn't know what I was doing at all. Yeah. I was just kind of like doing what I thought I should be doing, mm. and I just remember that year being done. I'm like, fuck, thank God, like I don't have to get up at eight anymore. Like, yeah. I don't know. It just felt like a big relief. And yeah. I also struggled with like, man, do I want to commit to doing music? Like, I love music, but is this is music school for me? I've been talking to a lot of people that, that have been at that crossroads really? for a while. Yeah, and it's just Jack like, Mayo, um, yeah, in the first episode. And he dropped out. That. Yeah, he dropped out, and then and he came back. He came back, and, and now he's like, he's thinking about it again. Not dropping. I don't know what he's thinking about uh, for school, but just like for his life. For like, life, yeah. He's, you know, he's uh, just taking some time like it just feels like a weird thing sometimes yeah being like i'm gonna do music for my job but then music is something that i'm so passionate about that i don't want it to be like necessary i don't want it to get it like you want to keep it pure yeah i want to keep i want to keep my songs like i want to keep my creativity the way it is yeah that's the thing when you start working for something like and it starts paying bills and things like that that's that's the at least for me like it just changes. It, it. changes. It changes, changes your relationship its to it slightly, and it's like, can I yeah. still find a pure, like, authentic way to escape in this? But it's right. also the thing that I show up to every totally. morning. Totally, and, and something day. I'm exploring right now is film composition. Yeah, really? which is very oh, much that's like fucking cool. You can be very creative, but you're still working for someone. You're still like working with a filmmaker who has a certain idea of the music that they want, but you're like translating it. Yeah, the music. Are you scoring a film right now, or are you like? I'm a class? doing. Uh, yeah, I'm working on a little independent film. Yeah, um, full length. Full length. And you're scoring like, little it? comedy. Yeah, dude, that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah, thanks. That's man. badass. That's like I've always like I daydream about that type <laughs> of stuff. You know, well, how I'm are you approaching excited. it? Did he just send? You, is it all edited and cut together? I I haven't like? started yet. Okay, I haven't started. Is he? Is it? Are they filming? The f- they they're shooting on March. I think next week, March 14th. No, maybe they pushed back to March 22nd. Yeah. But so I'm just the, fascinated how that works. Yeah. Like, do you, do you sketch up? So basically he has like temp music right now in there probably. Yeah. Well, he will once he's done shooting. Okay. And actually the first thing that I'll tell you is that, so this song, I mean this song, this um, movie is about, it's about like a 25 year old guy around there who meets this old woman and she needs help with her computer. Yeah. And they fall in love basically she doesn't know how to use her computer and it's like this funny like sort of nerdy guy but like good looking i don't actually don't know what the actor looks like but basically it's this love story and so i wrote the song called bride of june that actually the director gave me the lyrics and i had to write the song with these lyrics really yeah what was that like it was interesting i ended up changing like i had the general gist of it but i had to change them to fit my melody and just Mm. like to my taste but it's kind of like a frank sinatra-esque kind of song um and then how did you have to approach that differently than like writing my own song well i just thought of like i wanted it to sound like it could have been from 1950 but still it's like it sounds like a new song it doesn't sound but i wanted to have kind of like that airy 
like yeah and so i'm arranging it with a friend alex han mm. um for s- string section and how trumpet many, how many pieces uh i think how many pieces like and the i mean how many like uh, what's the strength like how many parts are you i think like for? i think just a string quartet i think just like violin nice. viola cello and bass nice. maybe two violins that's dope dude yeah just have like a little maybe double them so it gets a little thicker and then we'll yeah. have a little rhythm section like you know like an old kind of like ballady yeah it's not a waltz actually I've changed it to a waltz a few times, but I think I'm going to keep it 4-4. Interesting. It's weird how sometimes you can just change it, and it still works in in 3-3 or in 3-4. Yeah. You know? That's crazy. I've never fucked with that, but I think there's some Radiohead song, Morning Bell or something, that's on Mm. Kid A. I don't think I know it. I forget. I've only listened to that album, like, twice. Yeah. Me, I haven't listened. I'm not, like, super enveloped in it, but I was... You know DK? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DK fucking talks about Radiohead, and I just like listen <laughs> and like take notes. <laughs> that kid can talk, dude. He knows so much about so much. Yeah. It's like he any knows like so show much about, or movie. So much about like little things. Yeah, and it's just like <laughs> so much. Just, it's like a, he's like a you know he's like a jukebox. Yeah, you can just be like Wilco, and then he'll just talk yeah. about Wilco. Yeah, it's like wake up three hours later. It's yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> but he was talking about. I think they have a song in five called Morning Bell. And then they re-released oh. it in four or something like that, um, and they oh, had to cool. re—you know—structure all the melodies and right. things like that. Whoa, I really forget cool. which ones on the record and which one they re-released, like the five or four one. But I'd love to something to like that. that. I may have gotten that. So they they released the five one on the album, and then later they, they. I think so, and then they did a four four version, or the other way around. But That's they, cool. it's like there's the same song in two I, different meters. I'll bet that they start off with five. Yeah. Because then it's like, like why it's like, let's make this in five now, guys. Yeah. No, you'd never <laughs> take that step. Yeah. I feel like you'd four or five as yeah. opposed to five or four. I Welcome re- to Numbers Town. <laughs> <laughs> I have a song that has a section in thirteen eight. Really? What the f- like does yeah. it hang there for a second or it's just like a couple minutes? It's like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, four. Oh, okay. Which is That's like cool. it's cool. Yeah. It's totally unnecessary. Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 11, 12, 13. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty, just one bar of 13 for no reason. And I count it, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just your It's just that. It's just every eight. I'll have you come in and overdub that. One, two, three, four. <laughs> That's sick, man. <laughs> but yeah. So hopefully, we. so we recorded. We're, I'm starting yeah. recording an EP. Um, and Scott and Brian came into New Monkey the other day. Mm. And they just kept calling that song the hard song. Which oh, is the like when they call a song a hard song, like I know it's like probably hard. Yeah, those <laughs> fucking dudes are yeah, they, insane. They man. fucking they slayed it. They so you're them. doing how many songs? Eight songs. And it's eight, co- so- it's eight songs I've recorded. I'm not sure if I'm going to release all of them. I I yeah, pretty much sure I will. But yeah, EP mini what album. You, yeah, well, I mean, like I want to talk to you about that because like, yeah, <laughs> it's just like. For me, you know, as people putting out music, like, yeah, you know. It's such a weird thing. It's a weird thing, it's especially now because we're not really limited to, a fo- like, back in the day when they put out records, it was like, you had 25 minutes per side of the yeah. physical. Like, I like physically that could constraint. Only, yeah. And it's interesting, like, as we've moved into, like, the digital world, we kind of keep that tradition of, like, an album length. Right. You know? But now, like. There's no just, reason to. Yeah, people putting their There's, CDs and stuff online, like. Yeah. For some reason, I always got the impression in my mind, like, when I was a kid, like. EPs are like three to five songs, you know? Yeah. And like, it's just interesting that that convention is just changing. You know yeah. What I'm saying? It doesn't like, really, I mean, so many people just, just put a, up it singles. Really, yeah. Because like, <laughs> people are just like, oh no, I'm going to listen to one song by this artist. I'm not, like, yeah. gonna, I'm not going to listen to your fucking album. Like, it's just so me? awkward lis- releasing music. It is right very, now. it's so awkward. Yeah. Because like, 
I, I printed up CDs for the Nova Darlings like thing we put out, and it's just like a lot of people don't have CD players anymore. Yeah, you know, I know. <laughs> like and laptops don't come I didn't with CD think players. That, was ha- that would happen so quickly. I know, and it's just like, like Spotify, SoundCloud. Like yeah. it's just so it's weird, awkward, and ambiguous, and it's not just like. I will go to the record store and all the new I records know. will be there and I'll talk to the cool guy behind the counter. Yeah. Not that like I've ever really done that, but like I, I fantasize that, about though. that idea in the 70s of like... Yeah, literally you know. like having to wait for an album to come out, yeah. buying Sgt. Pepper and just be like, oh, I'm going to listen to this. Like, yeah. I listened to that album 13 times exactly. after it came out. And like having it, you yeah. know, and like walking and like, to the store. Just it's a very romantic flipping idea. Flipping over the album is like... You have to keep listening to the album. You have to go over and yeah, tend to it and engage your senses and right. stuff like that. And like, I'm into that. I I I, li- I have like records and stuff like that. Me I too. also love the internet, and I think the internet's amazing and it's cool for a lot of things. And I love being on Spotify and being able to just go to the album yeah. and go to the discography and go to related artists. And I think all that shit is like brilliant. But it's like yeah. there are pros and cons. And I'm not trying to be like a vinyl purist. No, I'm not trying to be like well, fucking old shit's both. dumb. Exactly. Yeah, I love having both. Me too. And I love. Especially with albums, like, I, I'll buy vinyl if I love the album. Yeah. Like, I I didn't really listen to Beach House, but I just, like, loved Depression Cherry, and I just went and bought it. Yeah. And then I got it, and I was like, whoa, this is, like, red velvet cover. It was yeah. such a nice, like, <laughs> thing, and it comes with a digital download. So mm. buying vinyl is such a nice, like, yeah. even if you never play it. It's just That's nice true. to have it. You just look at it, and you look at the yeah. liner notes. I haven't been able to listen to, like, I bought my record player into my apartment this year and i like really haven't been able to listen to very many records because yeah. like it's usually usually i listen to records like alone you know um occasionally people are over but like it's just everyone's just coming in and out and doing their own thing and it's like not in my room it's like in the living room right and so like it's, it's kind like, of just like yeah to like set it up and start to listen to like a paul simon album and then, like, what are you listening to it's like yeah. dude i'm listening like, <laughs> listening is not it's not it's a passive experience more now than it ever. is yeah it's, it's not it's a an bummer, active experience you know? yeah which is interesting you know but i think people do actively listen but they don't really know it sometimes yeah when they're like drawn to something they're just like you know I don't know. And I'll do it too. Like, I, I definitely will listen to, like, Jack White in an interview, like, shit on, you know, the internet and be yeah. like, man, everyone's just playing video games, listening to music. Yeah. And, like, I'm a big Jack White fan. But, uh, you know, and, like, I, I list, I try to, you know, I, I listen uh, actively a lot. And, like, but, you know, a lot of times I'm just, like, driving or doing laundry or making dinner or something like that and putting on a record and yeah. just kind of getting your feet wet and then right. really, like, diving in and, like, I don't know. I think there's some, like, but that that can still be actively listening, even if you're yeah. washing dishes. It's like yeah. you're still your ears are occupied by one thing. Yeah. And then you're doing something else and you're like, Oh, I like that. Like the other day I was working on something and I just put on Ella Fitzgerald mm. and I was just like, This is amazing. <laughs> and I was totally not even thinking about it, but my mind was so happy with it. Yeah. But now it's like I love the internet, but there's so many things to listen to. And people yeah. put shit out it's, and like, well, oh god, it's too much. And it's just like you're like, oh, that's cool for like ten seconds. Like, I love that. <laughs> What's that synth? Cool. Next. <laughs> and like, oh, yeah. I like that. And you know. And now, especially if I feel like with sharing and streaming and all the fucking stuff that like, music is just the way it's consumed. It's different, you know. Like, it, obviously, like when iTunes came out and you could buy individual tracks, like singles became like obviously singles. You know, have been around forever, but like. 
I mean, now I feel like this, with streaming and everything, like in the first, like you have like 15 seconds to get somebody's attention. Seriously. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like three seconds. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and like I complain about it as as a, cr- a content creator, but then as a consumer, as I'm scrolling through shit, I, after 30 seconds, I'm like, done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I've already decided whether I like it or not. And then I'm like, I know. Fuck. Like, yeah. I, what am it's I expecting like, from people I when I put shit out? Yeah. It's like if I can't give that a chance, like who's going to give me a chance? Exactly. Yeah. But so then there has to <laughs> <laughs> to be like a certain way to like engage you listeners besides like with your music you know yeah other things that are like oh here's this video and they need to watch the you know or like yeah art or like i don't know well, i think it's interesting that like podcasts are popular you know like in the day and age yeah. of short attention spans that there's just like really long form sort of right that's really true media that's like there's an appetite for it because I think people are yeah. almost a little sick of... And people spend a lot yeah. of time alone, I think, these days. Yeah. And, like, very much on their phones. Especially so in listening LA to with someone talking, driving and stuff. Yeah. Like, NPR is so nice to listen yeah. to when you're in the car alone and you're just like... I'm not lonely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, someone's talking to me about cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I just... I, yeah. It's just, for me, like, just whether doing laundry or whatever, especially because just listening to music is just too much for my ears sometimes yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. <laughs> what part do you listen to podcasts at all mm, no <laughs> i listen to npr sometimes yeah. i got into like i just judged you a lot i'm sorry <laughs> i'm fucking totally I, I, like a prick I, you should tell you. me some some podcasts to listen podcast. to do you even like podcasts <laughs> do you even listen to podcasts do you even lift <laughs> podcasts <laughs> Um. Yeah, I I dig them. I don't know. I'm just like a weird man. I I need to listen to Pete Holmes co- podcast. Yeah, I, it's great. If I you dig Pete Holmes a lot, um, that, it's just he's I, a really cool he's way of so looking funny. at the world. Yeah, like I hate that I laugh at my own jokes sometimes. But <laughs> I love that he laughs at his own jokes. Oh, he fucking loves. It's it. just so yeah. endearing, and it's just it really kind is. Of like, uh, he's yeah. the best at it. <laughs> Yeah, he definitely. It's an can. art. It's laughing at your own jokes is can be very inappropriate. Yeah, ex- and he has a really strange way of being endearingly overconfident. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, a, he's just like this awkwardly doughy person. <laughs> I know, I love but he's so him. bright and confident. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and he's like, just so happy and so yeah. <laughs> like, like not really dark either. Yeah, and like I so I saw him at Largo, and it was him. And then it was the guy from Curb Your Enthusiasm, Jeff Garland. Mm, and he awesome. was just making, like, the darkest jokes. Like, I'm totally a dark humor fan. Like, yeah. I, I'll listen to that shit. But he was, like, he's talking about some... Sorry, this is going to get dark. This is Jeff Garland's fault. Dark he was, visited his daughter's friend in the hospital with cancer and, like, made some, like... Really, very dry joke about it, and nobody laughed. And I was like, "Oh, oh. dude!" And Pete Holmes just saved the day. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm a fan. I like, you know, like uh, I, I wouldn't know Mark Maron is considered like dark, but it's definitely like heady and intense. And yeah. like, uh, but his stand up's really cool too. Mark Maron. I don't think I've listened to him before. He's cool, man. I would check out his podcast. Like, it's pretty interesting. I'm such a big um, Louis fan. Yeah, I wish Louis had a fucking podcast. It'd be I great. Know, Have you should. seen that show? I've watched every episode. Dude, that <laughs> is such an amazing it's piece so good. of like talk about dark culture. Humor. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. That but show I is just that. like it's there's genius. so much humanity. Just even yeah. him, like that episode where he just goes to buy ice cream. 
Oh, yeah. Like, just yeah. how dark of an experience that could be, you know, <laughs> when you decide to have ice cream. And just the shame and guilt and horrible self Wait, what happens in that again? He's like... like There's, like, someone else in line or something? It's the episode where he's he drops his kids off, and he says he has, like, a week without his kids, and he just, like, is miserable and eats pizza and jerks off and, like, has a horrible time in his friends' was that Was that the elevator episode with no, the bag not, of dicks? No, that's a different one. No, it, maybe, maybe. No, that's no, no, a different no. one. That's like this the masturbation him. defending against the right. Christian lady. This is <laughs> yeah, a different masturbation yeah. one. And his friend's like, why don't you go to the gym? So I think he like goes to the gym, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I feel great. Like He's starting the week without his kids, and he like goes to the store to buy a water, and he's like, yeah. And then like at the checkout counter, there's like the ice cream right next to it, and he's like, oh, like. Yeah. And he's really debating it. And then he goes home, and it's like, you know, it's like fucking crack or something you know and he like fucking like <laughs> his, like close the door like puts the blinds down and like eats <laughs> it's it so and then, shameful like, yeah I remember and that. like that's that is how it's dark so that can be you know right. what i'm saying it's like you can take something that mundane and still show yeah the inner well, there's workings just, there's, of that emotional yeah there's state. so much there and even yeah. though he's not smoking crack like it's like yeah, you it, know it might as well be for him <laughs> because he's so ashamed of this addiction he has yeah yeah and i just think that like um exploring the minutiae of like shit that people go through and how heavy that can be and sometimes like crazy shit happens like when he inadvertently kills the woman in her bed oh my god yeah (laughs) at the house or whatever like yeah that was crazy yeah or my favorite moment is when the fat kid is in the tub (laughs) (laughs) oh my shit it's just I felt so bad for him at that moment. But it yeah. was just so funny. I just and that it's just like the cinematography is so it's great. So good. It's, they're just like little you're films. You're like watching an old Fellini film or something. Yeah. You're like, who's Fellini? He's like an, an old Italian director. Yeah, I gotta check him out. I know it's like, very little about film. Cool. <laughs> I just judged you. I just judged you for real. Boom! Now we're on. Equal now now we're ground. yeah. Uh, <laughs> film is better than podcast. Sorry, I'm gonna be starting a, a video podcast after this, <laughs> just to talk about outdo you. <laughs> What's who's Fellini? He's an old Italian filmmaker. I don't know that much about him. <laughs> I think he did. What are there any like what I know is I think I wouldn't. Can I, can I'm I, not cultured. I'm not googling I'm anything exposed. right now. Anyways, I, w- I want to say that it, he did eight and a half, but I, I'm, I could be very wrong. I don't know what eight and a half. <laughs> well, ch- yeah, he did eight and a half. Okay, I was fucking right. So, yeah. <laughs> you know that that movie um, nine that came out like five years ago, like two thousand nine, I think, with the um, what's his name, John C. Riley? No. Oh, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what am I thinking of? <laughs> Have you seen that ragdoll movie where they're like these little ragdolls in like post-apocalyptic world? No. <laughs> I hope I'm thinking of a real thing right now. Maybe this was some f- fucked up dream you had. <laughs> John C. Riley. Wait, oh, I think it's called Nine or Six or something. Now I'm just tangenting off your tangent. Oh, this is great. <laughs> I do want to talk to you about your songs. And this, stuff. This, these are my songs, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> just, fully, just film pretension. Yeah. My so my I grew up in a film household. My dad, my, my dad went to USC film school. He's a filmmaker, and so that was kind of my first, yeah, education in a way. It's like mm. just I watched a shitload of movies, whether yeah. I knew what was happening or not, which usually I didn't. Yeah, I watched like Taxi Driver when I was like twelve. Mm. You know, it's intense. Have you seen Taxi Driver? No. <laughs> so you really don't know a lot about. I really film. don't know a lot about film. Like I like, w- I mean, I like Wes Anderson movies. <laughs> I like Wes Anderson movies too. I feel like I just like Wes really, Anderson movies. Really awesome. hack, you know, shit. No, no, that I, I, like you, what I like. You'll love. You'll 
it's that's exciting. I'm you gotta you just let me know some cool movies to check out. Check out Taxi Driver. Mm. I will. I will for sure. Robert De Niro. Mm. Have you seen Godfather? Ah, like parts of it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you just like two more, and then I won't embarrass you any further. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is great. I think people are enjoying this. Just just knocking me down yeah, the size. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the, the, give me give me a couple more. Oh man. Okay. Um. Obviously, you've seen Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, like you're a white guy, like you're, you're <laughs> grown up with a yeah, white kid, you know, white you kid had, in the suburbs. That's yeah. that's the Bible. You you owned Star Wars toys. Actually, the Bible is the Bible in the white suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars is also important. Star Wars is yeah, the the Bible yeah. They're both well. <laughs> my mom was Catholic. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Um. Let's see what else. What other movies can I embarrass you at? You know. It doesn't Who matter. Who gives a shit? Who Anyways. gives a shit? No one gives a shit. <laughs> so you write the songs. I write I write the songs. When did you start doing that? Um um uh, I got a guitar at the end of ninth grade hmm. and I wrote a song around then, I think. Like middle of ninth or November of ninth grade, I think I wrote like the first like song on the page. Yeah. Do you and remember what it was called? Yeah. Or how it a went? memory. That song? Yeah, that song. Just come. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck it. That's a great song, yeah. man. You wrote that in ninth grade? Yeah, that was my first song. <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> Who were you into man. at that time? When did you want to, like... I, I didn't know. I didn't, like, know I wanted to be a songwriter. It just yeah? kind of... I was just, just started like, happening. I was just, like, making up stuff on the guitar, and I would play it. And my dad's a songwriter, too. He's a musician. And yeah? So I'd be like, oh, Dad, what do you think about this? He's like, that's great. Like, keep going. <laughs> he was, like, overly supportive, but yeah. out of, like, true love, I think. Yeah. Like, out of just, like... That's fucking I awesome. I my kid to do... Like, so he's so, you know, big inspiration for me in terms of, like just being supportive of doing music and stuff yeah that's super but, um what would he, would he feed you records and stuff yeah just from the time i was a kid like i just was constantly listening to old kind of music like huge beatles yeah beetle every be- i knew when i was like I, f- I don't know how old i was but i just when i was very young i could tell who was singing each song like i knew when it was george i knew yeah. when it was ringo like mm. oh that's ringo because his voice sucks <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, nice, man. I loved, I loved like Billy Joel and Elton John too. It, ha- as embarrassing as that may sound, dude, to some people, I will stick like, up for fuck Billy the Joel. haters. Fuck the haters. Yeah, Billy Joel is fucking great. There's this a really good ass sound, Billy Joel by Chuck Klosterman. Oh, I want to read this. Um, I love Chuck. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen uh, the LCD Sound System documentary? Mm-mm. Are you listening oh, to LCD Sound System mm-mm. at all, dude? Big fan. I'm a big fan. They're playing Coachella, they're, right? I think so. Yeah. I wish I could go. And they're like reunited. It's like a big deal because like, like yeah, they like put out three. They, oh man, I don't want to. I don't want to get distracted. What but kind anyways, of music are they? It's like dance, punk, electro. Just it's kind of cool. like Talking Heads, but also like, but not as like raw, not as art school, not as it's pretty as artsy, RISD. but it's like has this great sense of humor to it. But it's also like really dancey because he's a DJ. He was a DJ mm. for a long time as well. And, and the name sounds, you know, sounds like yeah. it should be that. Yeah, and so it's this really cool like dance electronic feeling, but then it'll just have these like really just like raw drums That's sweet. and like cool like pick bass on it and stuff and i need to try like, to listen to them there's a really great record called sounds of silver that came out in 2007 that's like i'll listen to that one of my favorite so when did they start time. like what like late Dude, 90s he, no they started in like mid late 2000s i want to say oh, mid 2000s wow. how, how old are they he put the first record out when he was like 40 which is Whoa. crazy yeah he what was like he 39 he was a dj for a really long time and he's just um, around like doing stuff doing yeah music. i, I want to say on his wikipedia page it said like he was offered 
a head writer spot on Seinfeld or something. No shit. He's a fascinating guy. I don't know. His no name's James Murphy. He's like shit. a super fascinating producer guy. So anyways, so he makes this record and they, you know, they are pretty popular from the get-go. And uh, then they're like touring and stuff like that and playing. Anyway, so like they put out three records and like now they're like selling out Madison Square Garden and shit like that, Crazy. you know. Yeah. And then he decides to walk away from it all at like 44 or something because he's like, I hate touring. Like I'm tired. <laughs> you <laughs> I feel know. That. Yeah. So they were like a new. They were like the New York indie underground scene at the time. That's very you know? cool. And he's so um, old for that. Too. I know. And so he's like, he was just like, it's just not. You know, it's kind of like the I'm national. About. Yeah, like the guy's like forty five, and he just really? starts a band. <laughs> or who else was like that? Um, Keith Urban apparently wasn't famous until really? he was like forty. Dude, that's so that's fucking so cool. sick. Yeah. yeah like so there's a there's a great documentary about LCD Sound System, and Chuck Klosterman, this like pop culture philosopher yeah, guy. He's awesome. Interviews. You know Chuck Klosterman? I've I have heard of him before, and I've heard things that my dad has told me. Yeah. About him. <laughs> Dude, he's super sick. He has like a, a really good book called Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs. That. <laughs> that's great. It's like he'll just like philosophize about humanity and whatever, but the things he'll use for reference are like, you know, Kiss albums yeah. and like MTV shows. Well, because it has it holds meaning too. That yeah, it's often really hard to see in the moment. Yeah, and, and I would love to read that. About it's a Billy really Joel good. Because there's a really great essay about Billy Joel. I would love to read that. It's awesome, and his his sort of like thesis is that Billy Joel isn't cool, and that like he's like most rock stars' greatness depends upon their coolness Mm -hmm. you know and they're kind of contingent upon one another except that like billy joel isn't cool like he's not a rock star that people like man i want to be billy joel right like people like i want to be mick jagger you know i want to be i just want to play the piano like billy joel (laughs) exactly but no one's like i want to be billy joel because he's sick well also like he's still great you know and the fact that you can not be cool and be so great yeah like the stranger is an incredible fucking album oh my god like i will stick up for that album at any house yeah i don't see i don't know i don't know anything else besides the stranger but you know like his a lot of his songs and i know the singles yeah but the only record i know is the stranger which is like me and my, my friend one of my best friends hank did you meet hank ever no he goes to csun he's like mm. one of my high school buddies actually that picture i posted was me and him yeah on facebook i feel like you liked it maybe probably it was like a What's memory a from seven years ago which blew my mind it was oh just yeah us, you guys like, standing, standing in a field like and i'm just child a child yeah <laughs> i'm like actually that was around the time i wrote my first song yeah so crazy full now we're back and now we're now we're, yeah hello <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. What was I saying? Oh, he's like the biggest Billy Joel fan. So yeah. he took me to Hollywood Bowl to see him. And nice. it was amazing. Like, it's just such a great piano player, such a great performer. Yeah. And also, like, his songwriting catalog is like the second great American songbook. Like, it's literally like yeah. just so many quintessentially amazing songs. Yeah. Like, fucking. Um, whether you like it or not. My friend made a mix CD for me the other day. And uh, what song was on it? Uh,. Keeping the faith is out there, and I just fucking love that shit. And that's like eighties, like yeah. after all the seventies, awesome stuff. Yeah, yeah. no, he he definitely, yeah, he had a, he had a long. I mean, it's so easy to, to shit on him. Yeah, that's People the thing. That's the thing that shit. makes me angry. Like there are these easy targets to shit on, like yeah. Nickelback and Green, yeah. and Green Day, and like there are just bands. I like people. Green Day. I like Green Day too. I, I don't like Nickelback, <laughs> except <laughs> no, see, like I used to listen to that <laughs> when I was like twelve. That's the thing. Like I think there are far worse bands. Than totally, <laughs> but like, and there are these like culturally you appropriate things. You can get to that things. threshold where you're good enough, and then people can just like fucking hate you. Yeah, like Coldplay has some of that too. Yeah, and I love like. Like pre, um, I don't like Viva La Vida that much, but everything I don't know before them at all, really. 
listen to Rush of Blood to the Head because yeah. that album is like masterpiece in my mm. opinion. Damn, I gotta check it out. So good. The, yeah, there's just like so many things that I feel like, especially in like the circles we run in of people that like listen to records and like you know very opinionated artsy oh, people. Yeah. Like, yeah. There are just certain things that are really cool to shit on. Like, yeah, <laughs> and it's just like, oh my god, you like that? Yeah, oh, like and I dated this girl in high school. Again, sorry if you're listening, Amelia, but <laughs> she she was like had a completely different music taste than me. Yeah, and I'd never been so close with someone who was so opinionated about music yeah. and thought they knew, like it was just kind of like she would show me all this stuff. I'm like, oh, I don't really know if I like this, and then she. Mm. She would hate everything I showed her. <laughs> Not everything. I'm very much over-exaggerating right now. Yeah. But, you know, she hated... And her dad hated the Beatles, which like, which is, like, <laughs> fucking insane. Um, yeah. Which is, like, b- bad sign. That, yeah. That's... But anyway. Up. <laughs> I, I, I don't regret anything. But, okay, anyway. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just music taste is such a weird subjective thing. Yeah, and I mean, I I try to listen to as much as I can, and and I will like challenge myself to get into something that I'm not initially into, and like yeah. like and I, I have this lifelong dr- yeah yeah like there are so many bands that like I wasn't into I always talk about Wilco, but I wasn't I wasn't into them the first time I listened to them, mm. and uh, I think because I was expecting it to like slap me upside the face or something yeah because the way that so people talk hype. about them yeah. they talk about them so reverently they're like Wilco is yeah. God I I have to agree with you about that I've never yeah. been I really like sometimes I'll just listen to a Wilco song like man this is like really perfect right now yeah but I have never been like a diehard fan see now I'm I'm becoming a diehard fan are you as a result yeah as a result of knowing Jack DeMeo and sort of like listening through him and sort of like just the way that he would talk about it and we would listen together and he would show me cool things. And now is it I'm more like, like his songwriting or is it the music or for me, or it, like, the thing that makes Wilco incredible. Um, it's like, cause it, it doesn't like one of the, like if you listen to like the first Arctic monkeys record, like it fucking punches you in the face and it yeah. tells you exactly what it is. And it's like, this is the fucking, this is dope. And this is why it's dope. And it's awesome. And I love it. And I'm not at all shitting on that album, but it's just like, there are a lot of great records that, you listen to them the first time and you know that they're great. Yeah. You know? Um but I so listen it to, takes a little bit. Yeah, I listen to Yankee Hotel yeah. Foxtrot and I was like, I don't get it. It's so subtle and like But that's the thing, it's super subtle and all the arrangements are like Yeah. Yeah. And like the thing is like at the heart of it, it's folk music. It's Jeff Tweedy's like folk songwriting and he's got these like really like just kind of lyrics that aren't necessarily always linear or make like logical sense. But they just make so much emotional sense. Yeah. And in the context of whatever melody he's singing, it'll just be some obscure thing that if you kind of print it out and tried to make a story, it'd be like, ah, oh, this isn't well, really Well, it's a like story. stream of consciousness, too. Yeah. It's a lot of that kind of like everything is related, but completely unrelated. Yeah. Because but it's of... not necessarily arbitrary, you know? No. And it's uh, no. Like, like there are a lot of like David Bowie songs or even John Lennon it's songs. It's completely not arbitrary at all. Oh, yeah. And even though it doesn't you can't apply like cohesive logic through it. Like you feel something because of it. Of yeah. It. Yeah. And uh, it's all very deliberate. Yeah, John Lennon so, was great. Yeah. That. I mean, <laughs> and so like it's at the heart of it, it's this like folk alt rock, like uh country thing. That's, that, um, and that's like the vessel it's coming through. Yeah. So does the songwriting. That, they build this incredible, they like fuck with it, you know? And so yeah. they'll, they'll take that at the root of it and then, just really subtly like whether it's the arrangement of the drums or whatever's happening yeah. like there's so much subtle subtly cool great shit happening and like it's just when it hit me i was just like 
Oh fuck! It's just like one of those bands that you just. I've listened to that album a couple with. times, and I don't think I've had that moment. But I yeah, I it's feel not like for everyone. I might. I just feel like I haven't really listened to it that that deeply. You know yeah. what I mean? I haven't expected that from it. Yeah, maybe, that's the too. thing. I think you. I think, and there's this documentary I just watched about them. Um, about oh, okay. the ma- Yeah, about the making of that record, and uh, that's cool. This one guy in it was saying like, because w- the label heard it and they were like not at all into it. Because it's really sort of like ambiguous and like yeah. kind of pushes some boundaries, and it it doesn't tell you exactly what it is, and that's what this one like uh, like rock writer was saying. He was saying like, I don't think any executive would know what to do with this album because like it doesn't tell you like right. how to feel and what to do with it. That's so, why executives shouldn't be making these kinds <laughs> of decisions. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really cool story because it's like them getting dropped from Warner. And then, like, getting re-signed, re-signed to another label that was mm. another sub, like, sub-label yeah. of Warner. Of, and so yeah, and then like, it was Warner just ended like, up paying for it twice. Yeah. Oh, that's um, hilarious. Yeah. It's a really great story. Um, I, I want to watch that. Yeah. I, I want to get more into Wilco. I took this poetry class. Did you take that with David St. John? Oh, my God. And that he was just always talking class. about Jeff Tweedy. I'm like... Why is this guy who's like a poet, like <laughs> he's poetic poet genius, yeah. talking about Jeff Tweedy so much? Yeah. Oh, that's so, so interesting. He yeah. didn't talk about Jeff Tweedy once. Really? Yeah. He would. I would love to bring pick his brain up. about Jeff Tweedy. I love that guy. Yeah, he's fucking he's great. He's awesome. Check out um, a ghost is porn. It's a really fucking. A ghost is porn. Yeah. A ghost is porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, have you seen that South Park episode? Oh my god. No, which one? Uh, I can't, should I go there? Nah. This, is, this is too much. <laughs> a Ghost is Born by Woko is a really good record. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> born with a B. Yeah, A Ghost it's is a, Born. Yeah, it's a great record. The electric guitar is like fucking mind-blowing on like the first Dude, I Dude, lo- are those Telecasters all over it? It just sounds like it. I have no idea. Um, they go through like a series of different guitar players. Like the lineup kind of changes. And on this record, Ghost is Born, it's Jeff it's Jeff Tweedy's doing all the lead stuff, oh, which nice. he had to, hadn't think done before that record. That's awesome. And apparently, he like transcribed one of his panic attacks or something. That's what Jack DeMeo was saying on the song. Uh, at least How? that's what he said. What does that mean? I dude, listen to it and you will just understand. And he like, transcribed his panic attack. Yeah, and like just the way he plays this guitar. And there's a song called "Hell Is Chrome." You mean like he like he was screaming? And he recorded it, and then he played back to it. Like, I don't know. Like a jazz, I, this is like just some a... fucked up out <laughs> jazz solo. It's just oh. like, uh, like it's not. He's not playing it along the side of his. It's just like, but that was the inspiration for the guitar playing, state. and it's yeah. very schizophrenic Mind's, and yeah. um, just like the phrasing is super like not what That's you think really cool. it would be, and just. I don't know. I think the drums are all really. I, mean, I gotta talk to great. Jack about this stuff too. Cause yeah, it's it's <laughs> easy to get on board when someone's like so dedicated, exactly. and knows so much in yeah. depth about shit. That Same. It's just like, I yeah, I had a girlfriend that would like. Um, she was really into Paul Simon, and I was like, "What the fuck? This is Dude, so I love weird." Paul I love Paul Simon too, yeah. but I hated it when I first listened to him. Was, Are you serious? Oh, fucking I feel like hated you would that love shit. Paul Simon. I love people. Paul Simon now. Yeah. You know, but it. Took, How recent was that? Uh, this was like sophomore junior year of high school. Mm. Um. When I okay. kind of when I met you and you turned me on to Elliot Smith and Fleet Foxes, right, which right. fucking exploded I, my mind. So thank <laughs> if we you had for talked that. about Paul Simon, I would have <laughs> said a few things about him too. Yeah, well, yeah, she, it was this mix CD that she made for me and uh, had Paul Simon. It, dude, there was so much dope shit on that album. This CD that she gave me, Elliot Smith was on the CD. Do you Paul have Simon a number? I mean, like what? <laughs> <laughs> 
she was super cool. But I remember listening to it and being like a little, you know, I know everything, 15, 16 year old and yeah. being like, this is so yeah. dumb. Yeah. What is this bitch's music taste? Yeah. And then like a couple of years later being like, wow, she just knew what was up, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird because it almost like. Girls predicted. do mature faster than. than yeah. Girls, so. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, were you into in high school? Music Town. Uh, music Town. I was into. <sighs> and what were you doing music making wise at that time? I was just fucking around on the piano and guitar. Literally, yeah. I would just, I played by myself like a lot, mm-hmm. which was, I don't know why I really liked doing that. I tried to to like well. join a band one time and it just, and they told me I sounded too much like Paul McCartney. <laughs> so I was like, I'll take it. I mean, <laughs> and like, fuck those guys. Yeah. Fuck those um, guys. And yeah, I would just write songs on the piano. I, high school choir. You know, I don't know. I was, I was in a weird, I was never like, oh, I'm going to be a musician. Like I never knew that I was just, I was just like, oh, these songs are coming. I'm going to write these songs. Mm. Like that's kind of how it was. Very natural. Yeah. And there's, uh, this is, there's like, there's a strong music gene in my family. Yeah. My great grandmother had a, she started the first all women's orchestra in the U.S., which really? is like a very strange thing to have. <laughs> and it was like probably nice. very like, you know, it it wasn't like a very formal thing, but it was like there are pictures of them that, and they played and it's like, I don't know, it was cool. She's like a band leader. She played accordion. She played, actually, you should check out her album. She was this insane songwriter and she wrote this song, this yeah. album two years before the moon landing about going to the moon. Really? I'll I'll send it to you. Please fucking yeah, do. That sounds fascinating. She has like a very small cult following online. Yeah? Her name is Lucia Pamela. Yeah. Dude, that sounds awesome. If you're, if you're awesome. listening, if you're just on your computer, just check this out. That just sounds sweet. Look up Lucia Pamela. Going to the moon? Going to the moon. She, so she's very, she was a very kooky, talented lady. That so sounds I think, incredible. I think my, my music comes from there yeah. somehow. That's my grandma cool. was an opera singer. I don't know. Yeah, that's... It's it's weird, but I just was always like, I think I want to do music, but I never really knew. Yeah. Until I was like, oh, I I, I switched to an art school in high school, mm. so I knew kind of then. I still wasn't sure, and then I came to USC. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Awesome man. But I wasn't like really in bands. Like, were you in bands in high school? I was in bands and stuff. You were like doing stuff. Yeah, I was. In, I've been in bands since like middle school. I've always that's awesome. Been into the band thing. None of them were necessarily great (laughs) fun fun experiences yeah they were like i was in one in like the fourth grade with my because i i was so obsessed with like uh wolf mother in like (laughs) there is a wait is that woman yeah Yeah. dude that record yeah (laughs) as a 12 year old that was my life that album literally (laughs) i would listen to that album on repeat i've only heard that one song dude that first record's really fucking good really i'm not a fan of the stuff that they did after that um it's all different guys except for the lead singer Andrew Stockdale, but uh, there was a tri- it was a trio, and the uh, the bass player played a Rickenbacker, and he played like organ. Mm. He played like really all heavy organ shit, and oh, it was like sweet. super cool. Um, but yeah, I was always into bands, and so I started a band with my friend Anthony. Um, what was it called? I wanted it to be called Abstract Empire, but uh, my I kind of like that. I thought it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth grade. Fourth grade. That's pretty cool. It's yeah, pretty advanced. Yeah. And my but uh, we ended up. My <laughs> 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 a friend uh, Luca talked us into being called Destiny's End, <laughs> which is <What>? so. Uh, <laughs> it's just I didn't like it at the time. There was a little drama in the band because me and Anthony were like, "This name sucks." <laughs> <laughs> Could have compromised. 
Yeah, we did. Destiny's Empire. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't know. I think we like wrote a song once uh, or something. That might have been fifth or sixth grade. But and then you, Do you know, remember it? Or no? Mm, no. And then I was in a band with my other friends in middle school called. Uh, it was called Epiphany or something. I don't know. There were nice. there were a lot of these bands we jam yeah. for a weekend or something, and then be a band, you know. Yeah, but it was I was more kind the of concept of yeah. it. That was the reason for doing it. <laughs> yeah, the, my, band the name. first band I was in was a hy- purely hypothetical. The reason I started playing uh, music, really, besides like the mandatory piano lessons as a kid, like uh, there's this kid named Garrett, and we we would walk around the playground in fourth grade. And he was like, "Hey, heard you." Uh, heard you uh play bass and i didn't and i was like yeah i could do that <laughs> and he's so like, that's how it came about yeah <laughs> he told you that you play bass you're like oh yeah i do <laughs> I never did. he was like he said you could be in my band if you play bass and the band was called caution tape it was the hypothetical <laughs> band and he said uh we're gonna first song we're gonna play is seven nation army which ironically doesn't have a bass line but <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. he told me the 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 fret the fret numbers of the the dum, bum, bum, this guy bum, was bum, really bum, like he had it oh he had it going out. dude yeah. yeah so he said he was like remember remember this seven seven ten seven five three two and so i just walked <laughs> around every day just being like seven seven ten seven five three two before that's I, amazing before that i you remember the this. fretted instrument <laughs> that's amazing and then like um first like i don't want to say real band but like i was i played with like uh my friends at like the talent show with the, we had a, we'd change the name all the time and we'd play at like the park and things like that but so you were always playing live music yeah a little bit and then i uh but then you know shit would always change and i went to a different high school than them so i was always doing acoustic guitar stuff mm. constantly through that because like yeah. as people would come and go that i could always fall you. back on that totally. yeah and then i was in a band called the ragtags in high school <laughs> Nice. Um, with guys that were like good guys um, but they were more hobbyists more uh, like that's what they did after school Mm. and I was always very like yo this is what I do like um, and in middle school there was like this music class that I took and uh, but then ah, there was a technical weird thing I stopped recording in the middle of my rant about my I told, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> I told you it was gonna happen. I told you it was gonna happen. Where I was just gonna start talking about myself. Yeah, <laughs> no, it happened. It's good that that happened. That was the yeah, world. I told like, you it would be twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it felt like five hours. No, <laughs> that was the universe <laughs> telling me to like, all right, shut up. You're interviewing Alex. You dick. <laughs> but or, yeah, computer just decided to stop recording. Yeah, it was just like no more. But um, what we were talking about is um, we were talking about me, and it was great. No, I'm just kidding. it was awesome. <laughs> we can do that more. <laughs> But yeah, I'm playing at Bar Twenty tonight. Um, That's awesome. Acoustic guitar stuff. Yeah, nice. it'll be a good time. Do you have any new songs you're gonna play? Yeah, I have a lot. Of, I've been writing a lot recently. Um, since like the last time I did like a slew of acoustic shows. Nice. Dude. Um, I have like four or five. What's your writing process tunes. like? I've always wanted to. Me? Talk to you. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'd love to ask you the same yeah. question. Um, Are you more of a lyrics first, or is it kind of separate, or is it? I. Is that a, a rele- relevant question to ask you. I don't know. I, it's it's kind of different every time. Um, what I do a lot is like, sometimes I'll just write lyrics, but I, I like to write lyrics when I have like a melodic phrase at least, you know? Yeah. And then I'll, I won't stick to it to the T, like, right. but I'll kind of get like, Usually, I'll either be messing around with some chords, and then I'll like be like, "Okay, buzz," and just you find the I'll mumble, yeah, and just like. with random words, you know, just like totally. oh, I'm talking about a cigarette and a cabbage <laughs> face. <laughs> cigarette, cigarette is song, yeah. Words, right? <laughs> cigarette is the most singable word in cigarette? the English language. Yeah, it's cigarette. It's the best word to sing. Yeah, uh, in my opinion. Um, 
And yeah, and so I'll just kind of mumble through some shit until I get a little shape. And then for me, like, I like my songs are pretty personal, and and that's not something that like it's like that I think I'm better than anyone else. That's just like how, where the place that I write from. Well, yeah, um, yeah. Everyone's and there's like different. a lot of great writers that don't necessarily write from a super personal place, right. and they're amazing songs. They just write about stuff. Yeah, I concepts. C- yeah, and I so I I I get into. I like to just like write about what I've been thinking about lately and like kind of put an idea or my favorite songs that I've written are just like concepts and ideas that I've been like into. And then I try to like, I don't know, put it together. <laughs> and I, then I'll, uh, yeah, I'll totally like relate. iPhone a melody or something. And sometimes I'll just iPhone a melody that's just, you know, nonsense words. And then I'll write and then I'll just write lyrics and I'll just try to get through the song with just placeholder lyrics. And then I'll rewrite them and rewrite them. And then like, uh, you know, just take shapes and and a lot of it's guitar. I like writing on piano more because I don't know piano very well. Yeah, so you're gonna and play I, different stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And I love I'll guitar. I'll get in this to the same shapes and shit. Yeah. And like every um, instrument you play, like I I I'm not that good at bass, but whenever I pick up my bass, I just come up with some like cool yeah. bass line. And the song will come out of it. It's crazy it's that like, awesome. that shit like uh, it. Because it's like the same notes, but like yeah, the style just, will just totally. And your fingers are in different yeah, places. Yeah, and, and just the thing that the way it's formatted. Yeah, I, it was kind of a bad answer to your question, but like no, no, that was you, great. How do you write? That, that, I thought that was a perfect answer. I I'm kind of similar to you all. Like, depends. Maybe like sometimes I'll be like, I'll just like say a phrase. I'm like, whoa, that could yeah. be a song. <laughs> Have you seen the movie Walk Hard? The yeah. Dewey Cox story. Yeah. It's so funny in that movie because they just like really accurately like parody songwriting. Really? Because <laughs> he'll just be having a conversation with his wife and he's like, he, she's like, you're never going to get to the top of the mountain. And he's like, I'm going to get there and I'm going to walk and I'm going to walk hard. <laughs> and then he goes, walk yeah. hard, walk hard. And that's then he sits exactly, down and writes a song. <laughs> that happens to me like very often. Yeah. And I think that that's just like, that's our, the headspace that we exist in. We're constantly yeah. like thinking of what a good song would yeah. be. And the conversation yeah. that we're having right now, is just like, oh, yeah. you know, like looking like a great t-shirt and then be like, great t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> just like constantly just like thinking, yeah. riffing in your head and trying to look for yeah, little totally, and like hooks and stuff. reinterpreting things that aren't songs into songs. Yeah, having your own personal filter. I love yeah. that. Like taking different concepts, like that new Animal Collective album that came out is like oh, I haven't they tried to, do, to make it like like Dadaism or Dadaism, whatever it is. What? And it's just like Dada, Dada. Mm, I think I it's Dada. It Sorry, I'm being ignorant. No, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like just like over the top silliness, like fun yeah. to the point where it's like not painful but it's just like too much but like that was yeah. their concept and they, they have a song called flory dada and yeah. it's like an art form just put into music you know i gotta check it out yeah that it's cool but i like that idea yeah and the, yeah i kind i like to write from a personal like i can't really feel a song unless it's like yeah it's coming from somewhere true that's why I'm, I'm just very bad at co-writing for that reason like yeah i have a hard time getting into a vulnerable space when i'm creating like when i'm like after the thing is made, I, 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 it's easier for me to get into a vulnerable place, like presenting it, you know. Yeah. Um, but creating it, it's like I really have to be alone to really get yeah. to that, like, you know, totally the really same way. Personal place to like pull something. If out I'm co-writing, I just, it's, I just, I don't think of the song in the same way. It's not one yeah. of my like babies. You yeah. Know? I'm kind of just <laughs> like, 
okay, I wrote that, and like you did that, so like this is you know. Yeah, that's how, that's how I should approach it. But it's I, a different. I have thing. a hard time approaching it differently. Yeah, um, and then I end up. It's just hard. Being very it's quiet. taken. <laughs> I don't even co-rate that often. Yeah, and I, I'm not that good at it, but like I try to tell yeah. myself that. Do you consider yourself more of a piano player or a guitar player? Are you just kind of like I don't a know multi instrument. I have dude? like I've spent a lot of time on both. Yeah, so I like yeah you you have a lot of facility on on either one. Like I'm definitely more guitar of town. Um, I started I played I started playing piano earlier than guitar. Yeah, I picked up the guitar later, and I was always surrounded by like Max and like other people who are just amazing guitar players. Yeah. So I'd just be like, "Fuck, I want to get better." Like, yeah, I lived with Max in sophomore year. Show me that like, voicing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I need to practice now. Yeah. But yeah, I've gone through phases of like, oh, I love writing on guitar because blah blah blah, and like, oh, I love piano because you know. I think I like my guitar songs better. Yeah. In general. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting. You I, I don't write on piano that mu- enough to like really compare the two. Um I always feel yeah, I don't know. I like having both on songs. Yeah. <laughs> they definitely bring out different vibes. Yeah. You know. It's cool. Where do you think like uh like as far as being a songwriter and, and going through uh you know, the last couple of years of whatever, like what have you, have you has your approach changed at all? What you're trying to do, things you're trying to say, or like, where do you feel like you are now? Hmm. In terms of like songwriting, yeah, like and where lyrics, or like I mean, in general, in general, like where do you feel like you're? It's an interesting you're question. Heading? Um, I'm heading wherever I go. It's <laughs> <That's> a horrible <laughs> answer, but like I can't. Boom. I'm I'm always like, I'm always just trying to like stay true to whatever it is i i am in the moment i don't know that's a horrible horribly vague answer <laughs> uh, no that's a real answer it was a, a very shitty question that i no, <laughs> I, I mean i yeah i guess i don't really like to have preconceived like notions of of where i'm gonna go yeah i'm kind of i don't i've never like oh i really want to write more songs like that i just let mm. them come out yeah and sometimes like a song will come out and i'm like i don't really like that song but yeah it is i, I am that in the moment i don't yeah. know um, I guess recently I've I've liked the idea of writing songs with like really vague lyrics, mm. vague li- like just stream of consciousness, just like writing all just I love writing just on a like blank piece of paper and just writing yeah. whatever comes to my mind, yeah, and then pulling lyrics out of that, yeah. I really love doing that, like with no meter, no nothing, just no, just literally just writing whatever I think sounds cool, yeah, and then I'll I'll just pick and choose from that. Mm. I gotta do more of that, man. I do so much like, um, just like song structure writing. Like, the thing I admire so much about your your writing is just like, all the it doesn't feel like oh four bars of this and then four bars of this and then four bars of this and it's like wonderfully tasteful in like Thanks, you know, there'll be two extra beats here or something like that. But it's not heady and it's not like trying to show off. And be I like, just oh check I it out. I never so think about the math or anything behind it until yeah. I have no, and to. It, like, it doesn't feel like that for two to someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like literally, I have never written a chart for most of my songs. Like, I just don't want to go there. I <laughs> know it doesn't come off cerebral at all. Yeah. But when I was going down to learn the bass parts, like I was like, "Oh, nice. yeah, this is a and it's seven like, bar section." Yeah, like, but when you're listening to it, it doesn't <laughs> sound like it because yeah. I kind of just try to like. But it does sound fresh, and it does sound yeah. like oh, but, it, but like you that. don't notice that bar, that weird. Yeah. But you also bar. don't necessarily see everything coming. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's not off-putting. It's just like delicious, and it's like thanks, man. Super well, cool, man. That's really nice of you. Yeah, no, I admire that a lot about. It. There's Thanks, a couple man. writers that do that around here really well, and like, 
I think Stogel does it. I'm just yeah. purely musical, not even talking about a lyrical yeah. oh, he's a great intention writer. or melodic or anything, but just yeah. like as far as just incorporating interesting musical devices without, like especially in music school, there are just so many tunes that are just, yeah. I feel like people are just like, and then we'll go to 19.5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even that's not a real time signature <laughs> that could exist, but you know yeah just it, like couldn't, it couldn't exist no nineteen four. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like um, yeah totally where it's shit just where like, it's like look it's it, so conceptual yeah. that it doesn't really work as a real thing in the world yeah and yeah. there are like you know like I, I i like progressive type music like that like punch brothers and uh like mars volta and like mm-hmm. i think there are like bands that do it really yeah. tastefully and like you know hiatus coyote and cool you know musical yeah. shit yeah. um but at the same time i also really like like john prime and yeah, it's really just simple. Super simple. Three chords, you know. There's something to be said yeah. for all of them. Type of shit. <laughs> That's why I love Elliot Smith so much. Why? He just cuz he writes like very beautiful and sometimes complicated melodies, but they don't feel yeah. like intrusive. They don't feel awkward. They don't like Yeah. He just had a really amazing way with his melodies and his chords. I think we were at rehearsal the other day and you were playing Waltz number 1. Um, oh yeah. And I think it was Austin who said like it's so crazy that that melody is so singable, you know. Which wait is that is that a what's the one you play on? The, oh no, that's um, everything means nothing to everything me. Everything that's the one you play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, Someone's on the yeah. It's just like it's such a strange melody. It's so like neoclassical. Like yeah, you said you did first semester of theory. <laughs> <laughs> like it's very much that like yeah weird like finding weird relationships between but chords. It's crazy how inclusive it feels. Yeah, you know it doesn't feel like, like I love that showing you anything. Yeah, like like fuck off, look at no. me, do this. It's so inclusive, well, and so memorable. The amazing thing about that song in particular is like it has that crazy section at the beginning, and then it just goes to really simple. Like, Everything means nothing to you, know? yeah. And it's just like, oh man, I really like it. Really pulls you in something super simple yeah. after throwing you off. I wanted just to talk to you, pick your brain about Elliot Smith so much because I feel like every time I, I literally, as I'm listening to Elliot Smith, I'm just like, Alex knows this more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I bet Alex is listening to this on like man, a deeper. <laughs> that's, that's so weird. And it's it's a super dumb egotistical thing to think about, but like. Um, and like obviously everyone pulls. You can you things. can call me anytime. About <laughs> be like, I do want to call you and just be like, "What is this chord progression please like do harmonically?" It. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, my please. No, but I mean like, like, I mean, what do you take from that music? What like after spending some time with it, and and now you have a little bit of I just know, vocabulary. Love, like I feel like when you listen to an artist enough, you start to see their writing process and see yeah like into it and sometimes i'm like oh that's a really good song like for some artists i'm like oh those three songs i love those songs but i yeah. don't feel like i know their musical world yeah. something about elliot smith i feel like there's this cohesion to his songwriting that doesn't it never feels like he's trying to be a certain like to reach a certain goal he's just he is what he is yeah and it was so natural to him yeah and it was always interesting it was always like i obviously love his lyrics like yeah it's so hard to sum up that like kind yeah, of I'm sorry, admiration. I'm you on the spot. No, no, like, no. Finally, it's meant for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> two L's, two T's. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I mean, he has just so many. I guess also like so. I in high school, my dad showed me um, "Tomorrow, Tomorrow" that song. Yeah. And I and I remember listening to it and I was like, "That's cool." And then I listened to it again. And I'm like. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like kept listening. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And then 
being like, who is this guy? And so, but after that, I didn't really like his like record records. Yeah. I went and listened to New Moon. You said you haven't really listened to that. I haven't really listened to it. Yeah. You I should only, check it out. I only know about three of like, them. It's just I, stuff I know. I know like it's so just, ingrained in you. Yeah, yeah. Dear to me. Like I know the record either or EXO. Um, figure eight, figure eight, and you know, uh, basement on the hill. Yeah, basement on the hill. You like know they recorded some of those songs at New Monkey. I know they recorded coast to coast. Yeah, and, and was Greg was like King's Crossing. Greg was too. like, dude, your drums are gonna sound like coast to coast. Ah! Like I was like, oh <laughs> man, that's so sick. Yeah, King's Crossing too. Yeah, like the whole time in the studio, I was yeah. just like. Elliot Smith plays piano. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, so is that his piano? Is that is that his Yamaha in there? I was just like hoping everything was his, which it wasn't. But it's yeah. still very cool. But I like that the Greg, the engineer guy, was like, he's like into it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, oh, I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I'm a huge fan of Elliot Smith. <laughs> he's like, no, I am too. Like, don't worry. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, that could have been bad. Yeah. <laughs> I I think that it's interesting. People that don't listen to Elliot Smith or people that kind of know his or slightly aware of his music characterize it as like depressing sad you know? yeah sad guitar music and that's like, the thing too when you it's so easy to characterize it like that yeah compared to everything else and i i don't really think of it like that Mm-mm. um like i don't listen to elliot smith and i think that there is something to be said for indulging in your like wallowing in your own sadness and i'm sure that you can that it's, it's elliot gotten smith me can through be the soundtrack sometimes but yeah to me it's very healing and it, it feels very comforting it's, being a, it's accepting that state you're in yeah, and like it's it's definitely it's definitely healing. Yeah, and it's just it. I feel welcome in it, but I like, I wouldn't uh, want to drown myself in it if I felt like there was something wrong, or if I was exactly. really like had it in it. You know, yeah. There to is me, it's certain, always the way back or something like yeah, that. And yeah, and it's just there's never like and there's just so many other things happening there. You know, besides sadness, there's like all this like uh, it's like it's just like a real mind. It's like a, yeah. in real time a mind <laughs> thinking. Yeah, so I, I think that it's so interesting that bands like Neutral Milk Hotel and Elliot Smith. I love just, Neutral Milk Hotel. Right, yeah. and and to me, there's so much joy and like yeah. fucking, I don't know, catharsis well, in that A lot of stuff. people are, most stupid. people, well, <laughs> they're not just stupid, joking. but they're like, they're not in touch with that side of themselves. Yeah. So when they hear it, it's like, I think, I don't, I'm not speaking about all people, but a lot of people like, if maybe. If you don't like Neutral Milk Hotel, you're dumb. No, <laughs> totally kidding. But they're. Neutral Milk Hotel is different than Elliot Smith also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I love Neutral Milk Hotel, but not the same level that I love Elliot Smith. Yeah, no, and and taste is taste is, I'm obviously joking. But I think some people are really, like, they'll hear something and they're like, oh, my God, that made me feel so sad. Like, why do I feel so sad? I'm going to, I don't want to feel that. Yeah. And there's some, like, kind of, not denial, but just, like, no, I'm not, I'm going to stay away from that. Yeah. Whereas, like, (laughs) I'm a type of person who's, like, I'll be depressed for three days if I need to, <laughs> just because like that's yeah. how I fucking feel. Me too. Know. Yeah, and I probably spend too much time in the like really intense feeling. That's why we're songwriters. That- exactly. Deep <laughs> My mom was always like, "You're just a deep thinker. Like, yeah, you're, you're thinking too much about this stuff." And yeah, and I for me like I've always had people around me that, and it's weird because I've I've sort of always mythologized myself as a depressed person. Um, you don't I'm, seem like a depressed person. I don't person. think that I am. I'm, I'm kind of for Outwardly. the first time realizing that I'm not at this point in my life. Like, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Though. Yeah, because the same people that are telling me that Elliot Smith records or sad records are telling me that I'm a sad guy. You know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that like, oh, you're depressed, and I'm just like, and, and for the first time, I'm sort of, and it takes balls to to people when tell you're the you odd you're, man you're out. You're depressed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's not nice. They do. It's not nice. Well, I, it, or they're it, looking it, it out for come, you. And yeah. Some, yeah, it, it can come from place. an empathic yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. 
but like also just because someone's telling you something about yourself doesn't mean it's true doesn't mean it's true and yeah. i'm kind of for the first time in my life challenging those things like yeah people make this bed for me that i usually sleep in you know yeah and i'm for the first time being like it's like no i know myself yeah and like, like i think i'm just like a like a thoughtful person yeah. or whatever and like you are and it's just crazy like that you can get caught in these different, and this is something I ramble about all the time, but just getting caught in a certain mythology of just like, totally. Someone tells you depressing. I like you the start selling that. I like to people, the terms you're you know? putting this. I like the way you're speaking about this. I think it makes a lot of just sense. Parroting. Yeah. I, I think about this. <laughs> no, but I think about the same shit. Yeah. Like the way you view yourself in the world is often not. Yeah. The way, like you, the way you view yourself in the world is like what you think other people, how other people. Yeah. See and you, you kind of sell a version of yourself to people, yeah. you know? Um, and you, I, I, for one, like grab onto certain adjectives and uh, characteristics. And then it's always interesting when, when you either, I don't know, whether it's through a relationship or uh, a friend calling you out or just seeing yourself in a video or something like that. Yeah. Or just being like, and wow, I'm so different than yeah. I've been telling myself that I am. Or like, totally. I used to tell everyone that I was this way as a kid and I'm watching this home movie and I'm just like, so not, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and that, that shit <laughs> blows my mind. It's crazy. Yeah. I have to bounce. I have to be. This, this has been great, in Hollywood, dude. Thanks so much you, for doing you gotta this. Do your, your I want to pick your brain for all the times, but I unfortunately have to. Dude, no, no, man. Can we do this again sometime? Yeah, of That'd course. Anytime. Yeah. Do you want to play a tune? Would you? Would you bless us with a? I need to. Okay. Rose and Bloom I need to think of something to play. Right we can now. like pause and get our shit. Okay, together, let's do that. Because I have to mic you up okay, and stuff. But cool. Thanks for talking, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks, of course, man. Thanks for, yeah, seriously. Is there anything you want to, like, plug or anything? Um, No. Okay. I'm not a political guy like that. Woo! Well, I just <laughs> meant, like, uh, your record, like, will be out. I on thought you meant Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, uh, they'll, you know, they'll see it. They'll see it. It's <laughs> just that that's how it is. Cool, man. Rockin'. Let's do the, let's do yeah. the music things. <clears throat> okay. Is it recording? Oh, cool. Okay. This is a song called One More Shot, and it'll be on these recordings that I'm releasing eventually, probably in May, And but the uh, the bridge lyrics are, are placeholders, so now you get to listen to the album to hear the real lyrics. It's your incentive. Okay. If I only knew where 
got that far Echoes of silence I don't know where we are But we haven't gotten far And I'd give it all I've got If you give me one more shot Yeah, I'd give it all I've got If you give me one more shot If you give me one more shot And if you feel like all your love is And that's the show, friends. That was pretty sweet of Alex Rosenblum to come play that awesome song all stripped down like that. That was really special. It was a treat for me. Hope you guys dug it. Um, yeah, I think uh, he's going to do some really badass things. And uh, people are maybe going to dig this episode up and be like, oh, dude, I found Alex Rosenblum on this random-ass podcast <laughs> playing some of his really shit stripped down. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I hope you guys dug it. Uh, sorry for the sad-ass intro. <laughs> you know, you you guys keep doing you. Um, have a great day, everybody. Bye.